Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Corner Canyon High School Sports <laughs> Blog Podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? Nothing. We should probably check in on the BYU and Utah scores. We, no no, no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, welcome, everybody, to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. Uh, we are here following a, a big win. Uh, really exciting, fun game to watch, um, even if it was a little nervy. Early on, we're going to poke some fun at that uh, tonight. Um, but what a huge win for JMU. They have a bye next week, so we're going to kind of have a normal show tonight. We'll do our four downs from the Weaver game. You know, if we look ahead, it'll be just in that context. And then we'll go around a few other sports, just see where people are. And we got some fun overtime topics in the night. Um, as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the store there on Market Street and pick up everything you need for the fall fishing season. It's a good time to go in there. If you mention the podcast, you get a free sticker. Yeah, go by and see Colby and Brian anytime and the whole team there and uh, tell them we sent you if you can. Uh, speaking of Colby's, Rob, I should say I had a lot of fun on Thursday night, I guess it was. I stayed up much later than I meant to recording with the guys from the Weber State Weekly podcast or i don't know they have like a youtube channel and everything it was much fancier it, it did make me think i'm like i wish we knew how to do this yeah <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's that tough i think you just hit live on youtube yeah i know but... i know it's colby and sean those guys were very nice uh unfortunately for them when they had a visiting team guest they t- said they tend to lose and that's what happened again <laughs> um, but they were really nice and it was nice that jamie williams from fcs fans nation kind of put us in touch with them and set that up was really nice the support that we got from our own people, um, even though I felt like an idiot on the TV. I, no man, I, I did. I, I did. Cool. I did like the comment that there wasn't enough visor. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Thomas, I assume, right? <laughs> I, I think it may have been swag, but yes, yeah, uh, okay. it was. It was fun either way, and um, that was a cool opportunity. So, Rob, I mean, you got to. I mean, we're, we're joking about the Corner Canyon stuff. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about the amazing Weber. It's uh, KJAZ TV. Yeah. <laughs> the CBS affiliate in, in the Northern mic. Utah was was fantastic. Uh, just entertaining as hell. Well, but, should, I, should I talk about my viewing experience or lack thereof? Yeah, you can talk <laughs> us through that. And you can, and that can also explain why you had to follow the game the way you were and yes. what your impressions were by the time you were able to start viewing the game. Oh, yeah. boy. I had some, some anti-flow flow sports karma come my way in spades. Where <laughs> I spent the first two and a half quarters on the phone with uh, Disney Plus and ESP, ESPN Plus support trying to get my login. And Hulu, don't out. forget Hulu. And, and Hulu, and I threw in a couple chats there, and this has been going on the better part of Saturday afternoon. You know, yep. I, I converted everything to Disney Bundle. I was like, I'll do I did it Friday night, yep. started Saturday morning, sort of like could not get it going. And like as the day went on, I was like, Okay, this is getting closer. Eight o'clock. It's getting closer. Yeah. It's getting closer. I could not make it work. They Disney somehow jacked up my account, so they had different email addresses associated with uh, like uh, Disney and Hulu and ESPN, and I uh, couldn't log into ESPN. Every time I got in touch with help, they're like, "Oh, have you tried going to ESPN.com?" And there's a login button, and you. I was like, "Yeah, I, I know what I'm doing." <laughs> it's not going through. It's not going through. So I'm like losing it. You're my dad. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I understand how this works, but, and they're like, Oh, well, did you enter a password? I'm like, yes. And it wouldn't let me in. And then they'd they'd say, Oh, you're locked out because your password has been used too many times. Click here for a new password. And I'd click there and they'd say, we have no record of an account with this email. So it was like this infinite (laughs) loop of 
just oh. flow sports karma killing yes. me. Yes. So anyway, long story short, so I was following the game, you know, on Twitter and everything, and I was oddly not very nervous about this game going in. I was really mm-hmm. confident. I think Weaver's good. I think Weaver was just. It caught some bad breaks. I was very confident due to the quarterback situation. JMU's depth. I think, you know, Weber hadn't really had a very strong performance yet. They'd beaten Dixie State, but it opened up with a loss at Utah. So I just like Jamie's chances. Mm-hmm. I thought their matchups were good. It just, so I was confident. Um, so I wasn't nervous, but then following the game online, it was weird because you're looking at like down and distance and plays, you know, like, okay, this is two really good teams kind of figuring each other out and trading punches and, oh, look, JMU's up and, you know, uh-oh, they're moving. And I couldn't figure out what was going on with, with Signetti and that, you know, unsportsmanlike call and what happened. Okay. <laughs> Although I, he should have been madder after I was able to watch that. <laughs> right, 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 right. That was a terrible call. Um, and then I think Holston starts texting me like, boom, oh, we scored. Like he's giving me updates and making yeah. fun. He's like, I saw it on my big HDTV. You know, just me. <laughs> But I just kind of came out in the first half being like, wow, that was two heavyweights going at it. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's going in with a 14-point lead. Okay. You know, on the road against the top 10 team. So I was pretty pleased. But online, there were people being like, oh, going back to the same old cliche of like, I don't know if Cole's the guy. Cole looks nervous. Cole's <laughs> like, got happy feet. Like Cole's making bad decisions. And you're like, no. I mean, like, I, yeah. there was one throw. I thought in the game, yeah, yeah. one throw, the one to cheat him. I mm-hmm. thought kind of get away from his role. Otherwise, I thought Cole played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit more of a of a system game, so to speak. Like they didn't ask him to do as much or to stretch it. He hit some big throws when he needed to, but so it was just really funny watching the reaction that I know I would have been a part of. You know, I, I'm not <laughs> right, trying to be right. a holder now. I would have been right there with the fans. I'm not saying that. Oh, I've got this clear perspective, but when you're looking at it in a very clear cut text based fashion, objectively, and you're like, okay, we're moving the ball. We got a 14 point lead, and yeah, they drove down the ball, but then they made a mistake, and we pounce. Like, it's like you you can remove the emotions from it and be like, well, this is what good teams do. Mm-hmm. And the age old cliche of like, oh, it came down to one or two plays. Well. Like Todd, as you know, I'm a Giants fan. So there's one or two plays. <laughs> they tend to cost you. They, like, they tend to cost you. Yeah, and the yeah. good teams make them or the teams that win make those plays. Like that's just an excuse. Like, you yep. know, being one or two plays away, that's a more victory. Right. You know, the team the team that just is like, oh, if, if that had just bounced differently where we didn't fumble, oh great. Yeah, but the teams that capitalize on the mistakes win football games. So to mm-hmm. me, this was just like it was a game I was excited to since they announced it. This was a big test. I kind of liked the fact that the first one in the series was on the oh, road. Yeah. yeah. You know, this was sure. this was huge. So for me, I was like, okay, coming out 17-3. Then I, I was able to get in and start watching it in the third quarter. Oh, yeah. And then they just was like the better team. You know, they had traded yeah. punches. But then it was like, okay, we wore you out. Now we're better. We're deeper. We've mm-hmm. got a bigger playbook. And we're going to win. And boom. That, that game was over. I mean, yeah. it, that, that was not as close as the score indicates. If you look at the stats, like, you know, I think we had more first downs and the most of it was in the second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter when mm-hmm. the game was in hand. So mm-hmm. I was impressed across the board. There, there are little mistakes that were made here and there. It was not a perfect game, mm-hmm. um, but for going further West than they ever have against mm-hmm. the top 10 team in week three, really banged up, getting yep. more injuries during the game. Like I thought it was pretty spectacular. Yeah, I did too. And your experience actually reminded me how much of a, I think the haze of the Sam Houston loss in the spring and the way that happened with the yeah. collapse in the second half mm-hmm. kind of made me forget 
that the Signetti era, you know, going back to 2019 and then in, I mean, now what we've seen through three weeks, this has basically been a second half team. Like this coaching staff has been extraordinary at times at adjusting at halftime. I think in particular Heatherman and the defense tends to figure some things out. Um, and part of that, I'm sure, is the depth and the talent and, yeah. just, you know, just wearing people out and just sticking mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I almost kind of forgot that myself. And then they were so, I mean, just killer after the halftime. You know, they, I mean, were. they came out and just that thing was over. I mean, I know we were scored a couple of times and we all got annoyed late. But really, it, you know, that that thing was I, prob- probably over on the fumble return. But it was really over when it, you know, when they scored the first two times they touched the ball in the second half. Yeah, Todd, you said something, though, that I think really makes a lot of sense in terms of how people reacted. And relating to the Sam Houston game, mm-hmm. having the the big return go for yeah. Weaver State does kind of – it. I can see, like, when I watched the game yesterday, mm-hmm. I could see how immediately people would be like, oh, man, we've seen this before. And just, like, the panic would set yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. So, like, viewing that yesterday, I, I get that. But they had it in hand. It's just – And it's it, a reminder, like, that return guy – was trying to break the all-time FCS record for kickoff return touchdowns. With That would have been his seventh, right? Yeah. I mean, like, the guy who beat us from Sam Houston was is really, really good. Yeah. Other teams have good players, too, at times. And sometimes we just get so used to, like, I don't know, we keep saying this. I'm like, you're right. We want more competitive games, but then we all freak out when there's a competitive game. Right. That shouldn't be happening. We get mad when they win by 50. Shahid and the... I think the little running back, Josh Davis, are both good players. Like, they're going to make plays. Like, this is and what And I happens. will say, as, as much as people are going to clown on the announcing crew, mm-hmm. they were right in that she should have never left the field. They did right. not use him enough in, no, in the receiving correct. game. Yeah, I don't understand. He's so much yeah. faster than everybody else they yeah. had. And he had good hands. Yeah. That one leap and catch he made down in the end yep. zone was, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, what was your first down uh, – be moving beyond the, the the overarching thing. What do you have a first down for us, Rob? I really just the depth. I was really impressed. You know, they took a lot of lumps that game, um, but they just were able to cycle in players and keep coming. And I, I think that's really kind of the key to it. They're heading into the buy time. The buy is coming at a perfect time, mm-hmm. but then they've got a brutal, brutal four week stretch. And I'm pretty confident because you can run in the, the twos and threes can make plays mm-hmm. as we saw. I mean, the, the depth particularly with the offensive line. I, I thought this was their best game by far. O-line was unbelievable. Was I mean, they were great. outstanding. I mean, this that's all JMU needs. This team is so strong in so many other areas that if you can give them two or three big runs, and in yes. this game, I think they got four or five. Mm-hmm. I mean, 20-plus Austin yards. Douglas had one. Yeah. Douglas had one. Um, well, just the, the fact that like, this yeah. was saying, like, but that's the depth at the running back position. You oh, lose yeah. Black, and I, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to speculate, right. but – well, I am going to speculate. Right. It looks bad. It doesn't right. sound good. Anytime you have a non-contact injury right. with the knee, it's bad. But for Douglas to come right in there, um, Lorenzo Bryant, Bryant, the Bryant coming in there, yeah. Like, yeah, you just keep running out. Now we got Percy coming back. Mm-hmm. So you never like seeing anybody get injured, but this is a team that can sustain some level of injuries, and we saw that. You know, and Latrell was fantastic, yes. and I thought he hung in there. You know, he was asked to do a lot more than he is normally used. And he he looks scary and painful to try to tackle. He really does. Like, I, I just can't, I can't wait for it to get cold again, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it's just, it's, yeah. I guess one one way I would describe the game on Saturday is just violent. 
on both sides. Like it was, it was that was a violent game. It was, sure. just, it was nasty. Uh, Tucker, Tucker Dorsey, Tucker Dorsey, Uqua, there were yeah. guys just crushing people. But our yeah. offensive players, even Thornton, Thornton's not a big guy, but he's oh, yeah. lower the shoulder when he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that was a physical game. But for me, the depth was the difference. The fact that even with the injuries, even with you know Wells being hobbled. Um, the running back situation, they just keep throwing guys out there and whoever they put in there is ready to step up and, and execute. Yeah. I mean, uh, O-line, like you said, just they, that was a real surprise the way they took over that game in the third mm-hmm. quarter and a really pleasant surprise. And yeah. I feel like if they're going to get that kind of performance, I don't think anybody, they're going to be really difficult. It's going to be tough out. It, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. For second down, I'll go to the other side because welcome back, Mike Green. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I thought the defensive line, it was a little weird because, like you said, the first drive was set up by a kickoff return. I mean, yeah, the kickoff return kind of set up the first drive, and and you're like, oh, what's going on? But, man, what a difference having Green back in the middle makes. Yeah. I mean, he made a few plays himself, but the flashes you see from Ukwu and Bryce Carter for the first time in this game, um, even Hamden, the OSU transfer who played a lot in the second half, like the – those guys, suddenly their job gets a lot easier with all the attention Mike Green draws in the middle. Yeah. Right? I mean, and just you started – I mean, I just felt like you're seeing guys make one-on-one tackles, but they were really free to make those tackles. And some of that comes from what I think what Green does, bottling it up on the inside. I'm not probably capable enough of watching that, but, you know, it, it sure seemed like well, he, he was – He occupies in, multiple oh, blockers. Yeah. And he just it makes a few plays. I mean, the first couple drives in that first quarter when it was really – Nose to nose, and teams were kind of like you said, feeling each other out, and it was very strong defense. I thought the, through the first really quarter and a half, um, really the whole first half, and uh, and and Mike Green just there's a difference between like getting to the running back behind the line and putting the running back down behind the line. You know, yeah. like like it's not the guy doesn't even get back to the line yeah. or fall forward for one yard. He gets thrown backwards you know no, they're not latrell palmering it mm-hmm. you know and, and leaning forward for an extra yard right and green's just like picking people up and putting them down you know yeah, like they, yeah they made a lot of plays in the backfield i think they only had one sack but uh-huh. they, they didn't they have like 11 tackles for loss like they were getting to the guys in the backfield they were getting a lot of pressure um not making it easy on the quarterbacks no no, no the quarterbacks yes so for the third, what about third down rob um, I mean, I, I we got to give it up for Racky, don't we? Is he I think we do. Yeah, yeah, he was on my list here. I, I, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it's I I don't want to get into the whole asterisk. And he got an extra year, but like right. he's just automatic. It's not for me. It's not the record. The record is terrific. No, it's the it's, it's, it's the accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a college kicker situation with him, Mm-mm. and we've been really blessed with some good kickers at JMU. Yeah. But he's a notch above. I mean, he's, yeah. He's doing. He's putting 45 yarders right between the uprights, you know, with 10 yards to spare. You yep. don't really see that. We've had a number of big kicks in Jamie's history uh-huh. that were probably in the 30, 40 yard range, and we're clearing the bar by two yards or two feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's not what's going on. It was like, you know, I don't know if you saw the end of the Cowboys game yesterday, but it was like that when Zerlin just, you know, pushed that one through to yep. the net from 50 yep. yards. Yep. Racky hits him like that. I mean, he's got yep. the accuracy and he's really developed a little bit more power. He seems to be seems like to be. pretty yep. much. He's, he's kind of dead on from 40 yeah. plus now. Yeah. It was actually funny. I, the Weber state guys that I talked to last week, um, 
we had a little offline conversation about the NFL scouts at practices and yeah. were they looking at Rashid Shahid as a returner? There were just we were talking about the record breaking quality of Radke and Shahid potentially yeah. in the same game. And um and I had mentioned that I don't know if you saw this last week, but last week JMU put out another like thank you to the Browns and I think the Chargers for coming to there. practice. I don't mm-hmm. it was two teams last week. And I was like, hmm. And it made me think only because Fornado got hurt, and we know before the season that Fornado was one of the big draws, and yeah. Mike Green was potentially a draw, but he's presumably not practiced too much in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, well, those two guys probably haven't been showing. Like, what's the story? And we know Wells, uh, you know, but that's early yeah. <laughs> to be Freshman. scouting Wells, right? <laughs> and I did wonder to myself, I wonder about Radke at yeah. this point. Like, when, when you put up a record-breaking name, People, I mean, some scout's going to get assigned to watch the tape at least, right? Like if someone breaks the D3 record for field goal kicking, you're going to look at that kid, even if they're in D3. Yeah. Like it's just a weird position for scouts. I don't know if you, you know. make the trip purely for that. No, maybe not. Right, right. But but you're right. I thought it was a good night for Racky. Congratulations to him. And then the other guy, Rob, that you've already mentioned, we've said, I, you know, Antoine Wells, I couldn't help but think, I thought this – I don't a I don't know if he should be out there as long as he was in the second half. Yes. B I don't know if he should be out there at all if he's banged up. C I also know that looked like a money making performance. I mean yeah. that's the kind of thing that separates. That's the difference right there in a professional player. Yeah. And and, and everybody else right mm-hmm. is the ability to keep playing and keep producing. Yes. You know to to really show what is the difference between hurt and injured. You yes. know, or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I hope he's okay. I sure am glad the buy's coming because that was just a beast. You know, beast. I mean, he was hobbled for sure. It was and noticeable. Still caught two touchdowns and like five yes. or six balls in the second half. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I, I mean, it couldn't have been. It, it, I mean, it couldn't have been a knee. Just, or, you, you know, I think we think they've actually said something like it's an ankle sprain. Yes, okay. So there was a tape. You know. Retape yeah. it. I mean, that, they're that, tough, and, and that, some of those are ones that can be better. You might as well keep playing. Yeah, right. Because the next two weeks are what's really going to suck. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like, I've had a number of high ankle sprains. And yeah, it's, it's not that day. Um, I don't know. He's just he's next level, man. He's special. And there were former players tweeting about it. I don't know if you saw any of that. I think yeah, Rondell and other- it was funny because they were all all over the place. They're like, yeah. I think a lot of them felt like he's got to get out of the game. Mm-hmm. But they also felt like we did. Like, wow, this is totally yeah. different. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he's only a freshman, Todd, and I, I, it's unbelievable. I, I I saw David McLeod. I saw Macy Brooks. Yeah, you know, we've seen the you know Riley yeah. and and Ravenel and uh, last year in Polk. Polk and it's, yep, Rashard Davis. We've seen he, receivers. It's this he, you know he's, he's better than all. Yeah, like yeah. he's gonna, he's going to be better than all of them. He might be right. better than all of them right now. Yep. All so. respect to those guys. I, I love them all. I've never uh, seen McLeod him. too. For people for old old heads, McLeod was, was really good. Was yeah. really good. Really fun. Got into the Jamie Hall of Fame last week, I think. But yeah. um, oh, nice. Wells can top them all. Yeah, he's what has he got? Like twelve games and fourteen touchdowns or something like that. It, it's it's some sort of ridiculous. I, I actually laughed to myself watching the game because I had told the Weber guys what, that's they wanted to ask about him. Yeah, because even they'd already heard about this legend mm-hmm. and. I was kind of disappointed because I saw him starting to limp and I was like, yeah. oh, they're not going to get to really see him. Like that was kind of early in the game. He hadn't done, you know, there wasn't that much. And then sure enough, if he didn't come back in the second half and do that <laughs> still, I'm like, okay, here we go. 
So yeah, that was pretty, pretty great. But yeah, I mean, between him and Racky, I, I think the scouts are going to keep coming this year, mm-hmm. regardless, you know, uh, and maybe for Cole. So. You never know. It's, it's looking that way. Um, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. He's got okay. five touchdowns on the year, career, 11 games played, 11 touchdowns. Mm. But I think he only started like four yeah. of the eight games last year right. so i mean he's right that's that's what they call prolific yes yeah. that is yeah um i also enjoyed all the and it, it was fun having a night game because all the former dukes and particularly the pro dukes i think a lot of them were able to watch yeah you know like they were definitely all engaged on twitter in a way that they're not every week um like i said and they all loved the fumble return after that whole series of craziness with Signetti getting the penalty and then the, the I, I mean, big, big sky yeah. refs are, are pretty special, just like CAA refs, apparently. This <laughs> is know? a weird thing to complain about, but did yeah. you think the line judge or the umpire was terrible with the spots? I was their hometown broadcast, even the home guys on the broadcast at one point said he seemed to weave to spot yeah. that ball. Like he was weaving coming in from the sidelines. It we was, thought it was a first down. And now yeah, it, yeah. I thought that was consistently off for both yeah. teams. Oh yeah. Know, no, no, that's what I mean. I think they were just like, this is weird. Uh, yeah. And then I just, I just enjoyed all the ball. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, explosion from Dean Marlowe and company with, with, when the fumble happened and then the fumble returned. Well, it was a bad call. It looked it in, in, in real time, it looked bad because he just shoved him out of bounds and he went really far. He went like six, yeah. but he was still in bounds. Like he might have gone out a couple of steps before, right. but the whistle hadn't been blown, and you got to make that play. You can't let the yeah. guy go. So, it, it, that was a absolutely terrible call, and I'm glad Signetti lost his cool over it. Yeah, in some ways, I thought I, I, you got to think that was somewhat intentional at some mm-hmm. point, right? Or at least like I know I need to be fiery here too if I'm asking this of my team right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Because no. you never want to see an unsportsmanlike conduct. But if one is called egregiously, you got to have your guys' backs. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's what I want to get to. The one thing I can't leave without talking about, Rob, was the, uh, the KJS production was so incredible. Um, especially sideline reporter and uh, noted lumber sexual Frank Dolce. The <laughs> 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 sunglasses or something else. Man. Oh, man. Um, just incredible. That, by the way, Frank Dolce, you can come on the pod anytime. We'd be happy to talk to you about anything, really. Anything you want to talk about, actually. I actually most really – you don't – I know. I really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed them. I sincerely did. Like, I liked the enthusiasm. I just thought it was a weird peek into a completely different culture where, like, people are more excited about other games. Not, like – and yeah. not just BYU and Utah, but – Utah I, State they, was on yeah. – Oh, well, the high school. high school. Yeah, Corner Canyon. Canyon. I mean, that was thing. Like, <laughs> is high school football that big in Utah? It must I be. I don't know. I, I, it, the whole thing, actually, it, it started with me on Thursday because the guys were really down about the you, possibility. You mentioned that. And you mentioned yeah. how they need to kind of sustain their content with BYU and Utah content. Yeah, and it was weird. Um, But I didn't know it was going to be to this level where, I mean, at the there was a part in the third and fourth quarter where they were basically like, giving a score update from the Utah game, like every three or four plays. Yes. Like, like, they were almost doing play by play. I know. I It just, our fans, I, look, I feel bad for Weber state fans in that way, because this truly, for those of you who don't recall, this really was like how things were when we were in school, Rob, 
Yeah, we- most of our friends, if they're if they, you know, especially our Virginia friends, if they had grown up in a UVA family or a Virginia Tech family, you wore like a I mean, there were more Virginia Tech sweatshirts in like freshman year classes than there were JMU sweatshirts some days. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a that wasn't it wasn't even considered anti-JMU to be doing that at the time. It just like was what it was, yeah. you know, and that's where I feel like Weber State is right now. And it's just it's sad. I mean, they were talking about like they couldn't even sell at the stadium when NDSU came and they weren't going to sell it out this week because there was a BYU game. Like it was just so weird. And you know? I think this was like their largest crowd in four years. And it was 11 since 000. the NDSU game. Yeah. yeah. And it was still, you know, and. Oh, I mean, it just, it, it, yeah, it was bad. That that whole broadcast was weird. The high school thing was crazy because I'm just like, they couldn't stop talking about it. I guess they just use the same announcers everywhere. Yeah, I think those those yeah. guys are high school announcers as well. And I was wondering, like, is that what they're known for? Is it like they do the high school and they also rope them into, hey, if you're going to get the high school job, you also need to do Weber State versus the other right. way around. Right, 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 right. And, and it seemed like that. And I don't know. I mean, there are states out there. There are parts of the country where high school football is a big, big deal. And, you know, people will tune in Friday Night Lights style to talk mm-hmm. radio and things like that. I don't know much about Utah beyond having skied there. You know, yeah. so yeah. Um, it could be one of those things that might be a big part of the community. <laughs> I, I don't know. But they sure made it seem like that was the case talking yeah. about Cooper Canyon every single time. For also, sure. did you notice like. There are a heck of a lot of credit unions in Utah. Oh, like, every credit union every, ever. Every credit union ever. Like every commercial break featured multiple credit unions. Right. Is that like a legal, a regulatory? Maybe, right. Like, Is it something different from state to state? With Utah? That, was like, like instead of just having a bank, everything's yeah, a credit union there or something? There yeah, was like one credit union, I mean, which is the both, title sponsor. But, yeah. But they had three or four different credit, credit unions yeah, yeah. every commercial break. They also had the Larry H. Miller... What was that Dodge? I don't know. Yeah, and I was like, "Is this the son of the jazz owner?" Probably, I assume, right? Probably. Then, yeah. Yeah. There, there was a lot, of, but the one good thing about it was Utah does not have an off-year gubernatorial election. Yeah. So we didn't have to. <laughs> it wasn't like a Virginia broadcast that's just awful yeah. right now. So yeah. All right. I did miss um, my Cross Keys Vineyards though. I oh that I've never seen anyone anywhere be more delighted. Than that woman is when she throws the tablecloth yes. for that thing. Like it's like I wonder if she filmed it like forty times and then finally got it. Like I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yes. it just it feels like a home game. I, yeah, watch, yeah, I hear that for jingle. Sure. Yes. Oh, that's great. Um, but I think all in all, Rob, I come out of this game as you said from the beginning of the season. If they beat Weber, you know we were going to get excited. Ceiling, yeah. And not only did they beat Weber, but it really wasn't it's kind of, this is a double, or this is a catch 22 because on one hand they really kind of destroyed Weber, which I thought would give me huge excitement for JMU at the same time. Um, I don't know how Weber, I'll be interested to see how Weber survives the next four or five weeks. Of yeah. Weber schedule. could be one of those teams where everybody's like, man, that was a good team, but they're sitting home in the playoffs. Right. I mean, yeah, I can just, see them at seven and, see the four, six and five here. Yeah. yeah. You know, and their schedule is that brutal – we talked about how the Big Sky has really unbalanced and some teams can yeah. get really lucky. Um, There's CAA like a million does, teams in the Big Sky. Yeah, and Weber has a brutal schedule. Not that they don't deserve that. I mean, they're the four-time champ, but they play all the good teams and they miss most of the bad ones. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've had those years in the CAA. But, yeah, I, I mean, they, if nothing else, they compete. 
and they've got some weapons. They really missed. They probably should have been starting the third string quarterback instead of the second string quarterback all along. Yeah. Did it, didn't it look like, I, I don't know. There was a, well, the hot mic situation made it sound like the announcers. Well, that, that's the other thing. So uh, uh, yeah, how, how did I leave this to the end? So um, twice during the broadcast to the delight of JMU fans who apparently were the only ones watching this game on ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. They were left with no mic. So it was weird because it was a CBS sports production being leased or whatever the conference yeah. does to be on ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely some like weird commercial, like we can show these, we can't show those. Yeah. So quite a few times they wouldn't, they'd go to commercial, but not but they really. Didn't really go. And it would just be like the still shot of the stadium. And that's when the mic stayed on. And the first time the mic stayed on, the announcer was looking for the stats so that he could crush the quarterback. Like yeah. it was obvious that the announcer's position was this backup quarterback is trash. <laughs> and, uh, didn't he say like, it looks awkward. Like he had some yeah, sort of weird or, yeah. or it looks painful to watch him run. Like he's yeah. not flattering. No. And then they tried. Then of course they went over the top in like praising him on every like two yard run after they'd been informed that they were on the hot mic. They actually told the producer, you could hear one of them say, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Like, and I was like, they didn't say anything terrible, but it I got think all the JMU fans on board. Yeah. It, it could have been infinitely worse. Oh, well, I was like, oh, no, here we go. Like, they're going to show a shot of a cheerleader or someone yeah. in the stands or something. Like, this is going to get terrible. You could have had a Ron Burgundy-type moment. Yeah, and oh, we didn't. completely. So. I was like, this is going to go off the rails. They weren't as terrible. But then they did it again Yeah, for like even the next longer. Break. The yeah. next break, it did it again. It was two Actually, for two. totally felt bad for the guys on the second one. Because mm-hmm. there has to be somebody whose job it is is to flip the switch just, here, right? Yeah, just now. Thankfully, the I thought the second on. one they were actually like, it was longer, but they were, they were not crushing, crushing their own. I mean, they were even more pedestrian, but it was just hysterical that it was happening again. And I did love Chase Kitty like tweeting about like telling ESPN Plus like, I will subscribe to you for my entire life if yes. you if you always have hot mics or if we don't know what. Yeah. Like they should just randomly have a hot just mic. Ru- like it's like a roulette, year. like Russian I, roulette yeah, for yeah. broadcasters. I was like, well, I can't, I was saying, I was like, does the producer, I mean, I had not thought about this, but just like in Ron Burgundy, if you mess with someone with that, you, no doubt you could catch someone saying something stupid. Yeah. Right. And I'm not defending the stupidity. I'm just saying like, our conversation is less polished before we get on the mic, before we push record. And those guys are, you know, it's a whole nother world. Like, yeah. they actually, it, it actually probably shows how nice of guys they are. The fact That's that when I they didn't think like, anybody was listening, the worst yeah. they can say is like, man, this guy, it just doesn't have it tonight. You know, it's awkward. Yeah, yeah. They, they could have really said things to embarrass themselves or embarrass the program. And they didn't. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm like, just, is the producer trying to get them fired? Like, is there yeah. something going on here? Like, yeah, it, it was, but it was entertaining. It was definitely entertaining. I, um, I actually enjoyed them. All these things, like we're joking about it. Oh, yeah. I like the folksy nature of it. I, uh-huh. I thought they were way better than most of the booths we get for away games, yeah. for sure. Well, the other thing I forget about, and just talking to those guys last week too, Big Sky Country, like all of these programs, yes, they have. I mean, I'm not defending the like talking about BYU and Utah more than Weber on the Weber broadcast. Mm-hmm. But there's limited, like, like we have 8 million college and sporting options yeah. and rooting interest and different teams that are good at different sports around here. 
yeah. all within like 200 miles of us. They mm-hmm. don't, they don't have anything yeah. like it is kind of a deal, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's funny, like the Harrisonburg market where we stay in Shenandoah County, one of the channel with TJ Eck, we still get the Harrisonburg channel, mm-hmm. but the other like network affiliates are DC based affiliates. Yeah. So we're even split. Like, and that's what I mean. The level of, whereas out there, it's just, that's it. Like, yeah. you know, like forever. So anyway, well, the nearest pro team is probably what, like LA or San Fran, maybe Denver, uh, Denver. Yeah. Broncos are like 10, 12 hours away. Vegas is like 10, 12 hours the other way. Yeah. L- I mean, LA is probably eight or 10. Isn't yeah. It? Vegas now, I guess with the Raiders, but that's yeah, new. That's probably six. Yeah. But or I mean, yeah, they're, you're they're talking about like a mix of like Seattle and Denver and probably Dallas fan. I mean, you know, it, yeah, it's isolated. So yeah, I guess Cardinals, maybe. I don't, who knows? Anyways, yeah, that was a really fun game. I'm looking forward to them coming back to Bridgeforth. It's, you know, it's good to play a good team. We've all been screaming for it. I'm glad the Dukes played well. Yeah. So, Rob, just real quickly, just wanted, we wanted to move on. Uh, volleyball, five set, another five set win over Delaware. Volleyball sneakily kind of, we thought they were going to do this, but they're up to eight and two, two and oh in the CAA. Um, they're home for two games this weekend versus College of Charleston. So if you're still in the Berg on the bye week, uh, volleyball will be in Godwin Gym. Women's soccer took uh, played well in a two to one loss at West Virginia, ranked fifteenth, and then they won in double overtime, one nothing at ECU uh, or at home, I think, against ECU. So that was kind of exciting. They're at they open CAA play Sunday at Drexel on Flow. There you go. Um, <laughs> men's soccer. Uh, three nothing win at Delaware. Five and two overall. Two and zero oh in the CAA. Ranked, I think, about nineteenth or twentieth right now, depending on the poll. But the big news, Rob, they host UVA. T- well, today, tomorrow, but today for most of you listening to this, um, they host UVA uh, tonight on a Tuesday night um, on also on Flow, but <laughs> also <laughs> at Centera Park. So if you can uh, go out and watch the Dukes, I mean, this is a good team, and this should be a good matchup. I mean, this is. This one's always been good. I feel like when they play UVA at home, the rare times. I mean, I think you and I have both seen one of these here and there. So, yeah, always a fun one. Yes, absolutely. And this team's good. I mean, very defensive-minded. You're going to have to grind out results. But uh, they're, they're good. They're getting results. So, good for them. And finally, field hockey lost at Duke. Nothing too much to worry about. They host Davidson's this weekend, also on Sunday uh, before they start CAA play next week. That's about it. Rob, I did have one more thing I wanted to mention. Really impressed with the women's basketball out-of-conference announcement. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw the out-of-conference schedule thing. It's just a cool video package where they did like a flyover of the map, and then they would zoom in on the places they're going. That was the men's, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, they, I think they both did them. They both yeah. did? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it was very... I've been really was, impressed with the basketball, yeah. both programs video content has been yeah i don't know who's doing it now for everything and actually even football today they had like a business trip got it done video kind of like coming back for or with the whole trip to weber that looked really cool yeah the social content's been great Uh, did you see the 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 kind of day in the life with byington yeah the basketball did yeah that was awesome done incredible things because their whole thing where they were playing football a couple weeks ago for opening day they've done some fun the the softball one from yeah yeah like it's really cool i i think that stuff matters i think if you get the athletes excited about the other athletes it it can only help yeah so so that's off to to, to all the programs all the people involved in that yeah and um 
that's all I really got. I did see um did see speaking of TJ Eck, I did see a report tonight that Madison High School, not Madison up here, but Madison County, um their game with Page Page County's homecoming had to be called off the football game this weekend because Madison had to forfeit for something that happened in the locker room after the game. And all I could think of is are you forfeiting games because of TikTok challenges at visiting yeah. high schools? Like, destroying sorry, bathrooms. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah. I'm just, yes, are they destroying bathrooms? Stealing soap dispensers right. and toilets. Oh, don't get me started. Right. With a wife that works right one in one middle school and two boys yeah. at another one. Yeah. God, unbelievable. Um, so we got a couple fun overtime. Well, one last thing. Uh, Matt Lewis today. Oh. Re- uh, signed with the Timberwolves. I don't know what that means oh, in terms cool. of his chances. Like, he didn't really play much in summer league. Even if he I'm just played sh- in the G League, I feel like that'd be a good opportunity. Yeah, if he could get a yeah. two-way deal or anything. But just th- the fact that they brought him back, I almost wonder if he wasn't ready physically in summer league. But, after uh, the injury, that's yeah. After the injury, if he wasn't. But anyway, he he's got a chance, so he's going to be in their camp. So that's really exciting. So congratulations to Matt. It's going to be really fun because I, I I have to assume my guy from um, my guy from UNCG that's also cool. probably did well. Is going to be in that group. Yeah, they signed, I think, four uh, guys Moore. today who okay. were with the Summer League team. So Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So we got some good ones tonight, Rob. Did you write any of them down? I'm just scrolling here. Great. No, this I, is great podcast content right here. I, I know just, one. I, I favorited them and figured I can look it up. There you go. Yeah. So I know one of them um, from Eric Boland, uh, Alumni Association President Jamie Boland. Uh, what's the next big away game you'd like to travel to? Doesn't have to actually be on the schedule. Obviously, there are a few. Um, you know, there are CAA games and then there are a few FBS games on the schedule. I think we got to limit it to FCS. I'm going to do it. Like, I don't want to oh, just talk about okay. random. Uh, that, that's my proposition yeah. to you. It's like, yeah. we just say FCS games. And I took this as like, no, yeah, not on the schedule. Just anything, like, but what FCS games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We're not going to say the Rose Bowl, for instance. No, no. Like, whatever. I, it's got to be Montana, right? I think that's right. Yeah, Sean Patrizzi, I, mean, I saw, wrote with that in. Montana, Montana State, but it's really Montana. It's Montana. It's Montana because the stadium seems gorgeous, gorgeous, and yeah, yeah, no. And that's I want to go to Montana. Like it's like my life depends on. Well, it, that's so. what I might actually rather. I don't know. I mean, I'd be just as happy to go to Bozeman as Missoula, but yes. I just you know, stadium wise, Montana's the answer. Yes, yes, I, I um, agree, hundred percent. Like I don't. It's really not much of a debate for me. No, it, and I was also thinking to myself, those are kind of the last, not the last, but there aren't a lot of FCS schools that where they would be high on my list here and i don't mean that as that's not an fcs fbs comment it's just like as far as where to go you know for a particular game day atmosphere i think if we're gonna do that it's like you got to take in the the tradition and i think montana well that's what i say like if if jamu could be the road team at uh a north carolina a and t homecoming that's gonna say like but i don't that's not gonna that's funny i was just gonna say like that that if we weren't gonna do montana based on kind of yeah you got to go for an hbcu right Yes. Yeah. I mean, you'd want yeah, to go. Well, I just brought a and former Greensboro guys, greatest homecoming yeah. on earth. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, but I would want to go see Southern or Greenwood. Yes. Or like you'd love to like, go see those kind of things. Travel that yeah. Before, so. Yeah. Well, um, so what else we get here, Rob? Uh, I did love that. Oh, Weber also played Start Wearing Purple, and apparently our fans in the stands were the only ones singing along. And it was very confusing to the Weber fans that there was this pocket of JMU fans singing this song that they were not familiar with. I really yeah. like that. We've already done best hot mic corner canyon Alta Valley, Alta Valley High memories. Yes. I don't know where uh, Standard High is playing this week. Or There was a high school called East also, Rob. Just East. 
Just um, east? Yeah. Just east. It was like uh, Corner Canyon versus east. And I was like, well, I'm kind of not, is there a, I, don't, I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. Uh, I like Rich's rivalry game names. We've done this one. Uh, I think the best, one of the best names of all is in the CAA. Is a, you know, so. What the? The, uh, the Bryce Cowell musket. No, isn't it, oh no, isn't it, that's yeah, it's partially CA. Isn't that New Hampshire, Maine, or New Hampshire, oh, UMass, or something? Yeah, isn't it the battle for the Bryce Cowell musket? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's that's pretty, oh, yeah. that's very New Englandy though. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, I'm gonna look this up because I know we have some other ones. I mean, yeah. the Egg Bowl is number one here, right? The Egg Bowl's no. good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of just the game with Stanford and Cal. Like, oh I, yeah, yeah. The simplicity of it and. I can also imagine the Stanford band kind of trolling it, coming up with that name. Okay. Yes, the Bryce Cowell musket is Maine, New Hampshire. Hmm. Um, that's pretty good. I know there's the bucket, Old Oaken Bucket. There's Paul Bunyan's Axe, some yeah. of the Big Ten ones. Um, Egg Bowl's really good. I mean, obviously, out cocktail party, depending, you know, if, if, if that Florida, counts as Georgia. a game. Yeah. yeah um, I, th- I think it does. Yeah. I was trying to think what else. We're missing a couple here. Um, the Red River rivalry. I, I'm actually was the Red River shootout Red before River shootout Texas, now, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, the game. Yeah, Stanford. Uh, mm. I, my favorite non-fake name is, of course, the Cyhawk is the last week's Iowa Iowa State game. But over the years, our guys from Everyday Should Be Saturday and Spencer Hall have returned this El Asico. Yes. Um, because this, this is, this is the game where punts are the greatest form of art, um, yeah. most years. So yeah, in extremely Iowa fashion. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what else we got another, any others on that one? I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Here we go on banner society, actually. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, geez, there's some bad ones. There's some really bad ones. I know. Cause some are just stupid. Like, what was the I, fake one that UConn and UCF tried to make? Oh, out? the uh, was that the, the civil not, conflict? Yeah, or the con Florida yeah. like conflict? Yes, yes, it was like something. Like oh, that. I will yeah. say the Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State. Oh yeah, that, that's a yeah, that, that's, that's a good one. Well, any the, of these ones where people, I mean, the Iron Bowl, like the ones where you hate each other, right? Yeah. Obviously, those are great, but. And did I yeah. just botch it? Like, is the game Michigan Ohio State and the big game Cal Stanford? I might have just botched that. No, I think. Well, no, I, I don't know that you botched it. I, 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 I thought it was. I thought it was the opposite. Yeah, yeah. The game, Cal Stanford, the big game. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Maybe they all argue over that just because Michigan Ohio State is yeah. a much bigger deal at this point. The Apple Cup, Washington Washington State. I mean, all the you can the, all the state games you can kind of enjoy. The Commonwealth but, Cup, UVA yeah. Virginia Tech. Nah. Yeah, it's fine. Lame. Yeah. Right. No, um, it's. It, I like the. Egg no, bowl. I need an egg bowl. Yeah, and a Bryce Cowell musket. The battle for the Bryce Cowell musket. Did yeah. he get a musket? I don't Friends know. of Coal Bowl, Marshall, West Virginia. I'd never heard of that one, but oh yeah, that, oh, well they don't play that very often. Yeah, There's a lot of politics, state politics involved there. But oh, speaking of that's oh the Apple my, Cup too. I like the yeah, Apple Cup. Washington Wazoo. Wazoo. That should have been my answer to Eric's question. Rob is, what is the next away game that I'm most excited about? Yeah, it's whatever game. It's. Whatever is the first conference game in 
in, you know, conference in the non-CAA. Yes, right. It's <laughs> yeah. at App State, at Marshall, whatever one of those, at, at Old Dominion. Yeah, whatever the that next game is, that would be the most exciting. At um, not Stony Brook. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Stony Brook. The, hey, Stony Brook, they were in the lead there for a second this weekend, yeah. I think. Weren't they? <laughs> I think added Austin, yeah. Oregon for um, yeah, a hot minute. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a few... I will say, like we didn't, we don't have to get into it tonight, but I, the CAA caught my attention a little bit this weekend. Oh, um, I, I, I think that there are some tough games to come. Like Texas, CAA is back. I think <laughs> CAA back. Right? I don't know about Texas, but at least Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Penn State, right? Yeah, no, I think that's. Oh uh, yeah, so we're making fun of that. So, oh, the net. I like that one. Who said this? Who sent us this one? Oh, not not Coach Signetti. Not JMU Coach. At not JMU Coach. Um, when's the next time Harry fakes a punt? Oh, that's got to be the playoffs, right, Rob? I don't know. You think I, they got to try it once before, put it on film? I think so. In this four-game stretch, I think you're going to yeah. need to get a little creative and do something like that. I, I could see it like Villanova or Delaware. I'm, I'm going to say Delaware. Yeah, I got to say it occurred to me for the first time. Um, I don't know what point in the game it was this week. But we talked about it on the couch this weekend. There was a point in the game where it was like, hmm, like it could be time. Like this is a close game. It might have been pretty early actually. But they were at like midfield. It wasn't some dangerous place, but also not like an obvious fake punt place. But there was a lot of Jamie chatter about that. And then similarly, there was a lot of Jamie <laughs> chatter on Twitter about, uh-oh, onside kick coming. When <laughs> Weaver scored their first. When they yeah. kind of got on the little run in the fourth quarter to make it look better cosmetically, they – there was a point when everyone was, yes. Yeah, I was I was guilty of that too. I was like, oh, here we go. It's almost like they should outsourcing uh, outsource Jamie's special teams to Jamie Twitter, since everybody think we all think we know better. Maybe they should let us you know what they should do, Rob, is like can so you call did you play? see did you see UConn is like firing their whole staff? Yeah. Today, which is awful and, and I'm sorry for those people and their families and just what a disaster for a former CAA foe or A ten. But, um, I, you know, I was just, I was like, maybe they can do that Twitch game. Like the one Vad Lee played in where they yeah. like fans call the fans plays call and plays. you have no, to like exactly. run it in. And like, they should just let Jamie Nation. Yeah. Call the, yeah. call the plays for UConn the rest of the year. There yep. we go. All right. Well, looks mm. like, do you see this one from at Craig Mack? Top free activities. Ooh, where is that? It's what's right free after acti- Oh, free activities of any kind. You mean? Yeah. No, I meant like, is that, is this like a Harrisonburg thing or? Just, yeah, just that's not, we don't need to bound it. Just top free activities. We don't okay. overthink it. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, all things 4th of July are, are usually pretty good free activities. Yeah. I feel like, right? Like almost anyone in this country has access to like a pretty awesome fireworks show for free. Somewhere. Yeah. That's a good you know, like That's a pretty good thing. Yeah. I was thinking even simpler. <laughs> I'm going to be a geek here, but I'm going to say libraries. <laughs> Libraries are the best. Go yeah, libraries are pretty money. Yeah, you get They're, air condition. Air yeah. condition, <laughs> free money. Go get books. Go get. I mean, I guess you don't get DVDs anymore or music, but uh, that or <laughs> free activity in terms of fun things. Oh, we always talk about this, but just hiking. You can't beat yeah. for a good hike. Best of all, I know. You know, I was going to say biking, but biking, but it gets really. But funny. that's an expensive endeavor nowadays. I was doing this today. I was getting ready, so I'm doing a, I'm actually going to be in Harrisonburg this weekend to do this mm-hmm. bike thing and uh really looking forward to it and I was kind of like mentally just making sure I had all my 
stuff ready. Yeah. You know, like, what do I need to think about? Is there anything else I need to grab this week? And uh, yeah. And then I started thinking about how much is this actually costing yes. me? Like for every time I go out, like, biking I don't think is, this is free. No, it's not free. It's not no, free. No, this is not hiking here. No. no, it is not get a good pair of shoes and some water and a backpack and go. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say hiking and that's my like active part of the activity. Yeah, any kind of And then my more laid back or doing nothing libraries i love libraries nice and mine is fireworks shows so yeah yeah, yeah there we go which is yeah. uh, that's a good one i never would have thought about that but that is kind of and sometimes you get like the same like not necessarily fireworks but you might get like um you know like i feel like every town has some kind of like christmas holiday parades you know, parade, parade yeah like parades, parades, are, parades good. are pretty money yeah parades are good you know what's funny is i think the smaller parades are better than the like I don't need to go to the like Macy's parade or something and yeah, like stand I, out there with a billion people. But but I love when there's a parade in my town. You know, I like, agree. Like I love the old town Scottish walk. Okay, in yeah. Alexandria. I love the old right. town Christmas parade. We have a Halloween parade in Delray where it's just the kids in costumes walking down. It's just yeah. super fun. Yeah. Yeah. But like Macy's, I think the idea of the Macy's parade is probably better than attending the Macy's parade. That's what I kind of mean. I'm not going to like travel to go to the Macy's parade. Yeah. You know? um, unless you could get my parents used to always say they were going to take all the grandkids and get a suite like up in one of those totally hotels. different yeah that would be totally different yeah. and that's the way i mardi gras too we've got friends in baton rouge they're like, oh you guys are going to come down and bring the kids yes. and we know people that can get us like a place you know in the quarter up top on a balcony i was like i will do that i'm not going to mardi gras like right. the type you see on youtube or anything right. Right. but i will go sit there and cook some gumbo in an apartment and hang out on a balcony. That is fun to me. Nice. Yeah. Well, those are good questions. And thank you to a, a good crew that's uh, sent them in to us tonight. So mm-hmm. some old old friends on there. Good to see. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be back. I think, Rob, we'll probably try to record next week and look ahead to we'll do the, a preview show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. We're, New Hampshire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look ahead. And that's a big trip. Uh, and, and one of the big things is you know, there was a little bit of a, I saw Signetti was on the CAA conference call this morning, but the real coaches show, I think is tomorrow this week, or I don't know. They're kind of taking advantage of the bye week too. So yeah, the injury update next Monday or Tuesday will be interesting to see what they're thinking about yeah. um, moving forward. Cause I wondered, as you mentioned, it was obvious in the running backs, like when Keelan Black got hurt and they were obviously already missing Percy and Van Horse for diff- very different reasons. Um, but there, I thought there were more injuries there seemed to be on the field in the second half there. And I couldn't, and there were times when I couldn't tell, like, is the guy hurt or is he just not in there right now? Like I, the that game was also got, the one thing, like I, we've, yeah. we've talked at nauseum about the, the announcing crew, but they didn't really call any names or numbers for the Jamie plays. So like, <laughs> not only could you not tell who was making the tackle, but when people had injured, there was no mention of it. What? Well, right. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I couldn't tell. Like, and it then suddenly a like Jamie a guy, I, yeah. And, um, and they also pronounced Chris. Chris Thornton is not a difficult name. No. Like Percy Ajay Obase yeah. was difficult for me for a while, right? Mm-hmm. But that guy called Thornton like five different things that were not. He Thornton. did indeed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, don't, I was like, what are you doing? I, I you know. Um, so that's. Well, Rob, good to talk to you. Be looking good forward to, you to uh, running it back next week. Uh, hopefully, some of these other teams, you guys, anybody can. You know, we'll pay attention to them a little bit more this weekend and try to 
make sure we're up to speed going into the back half of the season. But Rob, can they can they do it? Can they can they run the table now? Or we just can't talk. Well, I don't think we can. I don't know. It's, it's more like on the table than ever. No hitter. Yeah, I know. And it just feels like this next four weeks is so tough. They gotta see where we are in mid October before we get too far ahead of it. Yeah, I mean that's just. I'm happy they're three and zero heading into the meat of the conference schedule. Let's just leave it. At that. And I was happy. I, I have to admit. I mean, for all the whatever we. Oh yeah, we'll probably talk about realignment next week, Rob. <laughs> just maybe. Um, <laughs> but but this week. You know, I was happy that like even some of the national media that does, I mean, to the extent there's national media that covers FCS, you know, it was good to see this win did register with people like, oh, yeah, we forgot about JMU. That was kind of cool. Like, I felt like Mm -hmm. they made a little bit of a statement this week, you know, and there were some national guys who are not JMU guys. Just I think I saw Kyle Kensing on there talking about like, that's probably the best win of the season. Yeah. I mean, there, I know there were upsets of bigger teams and stuff, but just in terms of what it means to the picture, that's a pretty good win. So, Kyle's good, by the way. You know, yeah, we, very can good. Mock, we can Mac Flow Sports for their broadcast coverage, but their writers or the people who they contract out for writing are pretty good. And he's and been Kyle doing that FCS stuff for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he knows that. I, I, I can't tell. Yeah. Anyways, we don't need to get into. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's. There's. There are more FCS outlets than usual right now. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Rob, I guess I'll talk to you next week. Um, tell the boys hello. And uh, we will enjoy our week off. Yeah, at least we week will. Off, at least weekend off from watching the game, you know. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Talk to you next week. See you later. Yeah. Go Dukes. Nothing's going to stop me I'm making my way